0: Hey everybody, Vicky McLeod here, welcome back to the podcast. This time around I have an episode with Masters athlete Gregory Hung. Greg has been training with the programme for several years now. He tells me his secrets to longevity, what it took him to get to the Games as Master, not once but twice, and what his goals are now. So let's get to it. Welcome to the Europe is
1: Coming podcast, taking you inside the minds of Europe's best CrossFit athletes and the people behind them.
0: Welcome, Greg Hung, to the Europe is Coming podcast. It is uh, my great pleasure to see you again after five years. The last time we saw each other was when you were doing the age group online qualifiers in 2017 here in Mallorca and it's great to see you You haven't aged at all.
1: Well thank you very much yeah it's uh, (laughs) it's a pleasure to be uh, to be on the podcast it's yeah it's already been five years it's crazy how time flies masters then I guess I'm still a master's today
0: <laughs> yeah dude but you I remembered that really clearly that weekend because you were so impressive you wiped the floor with the uh, with the competition and you went on to qualify to go to the CrossFit Games that year didn't you
1: yeah that was the first year that I went um and and a year later it just so happened that um I did it again for some reason.
0: <laughs> some reason. There are plenty of reasons why you made it there. I think hard work probably is one of the big ones. Let me go back to the beginning with you so that we can talk more about you and how you got into CrossFit. Because when, when I met you, you were 35. Yeah. So how, for how long had you been doing CrossFit before that?
1: I started in, I think it was December 2012 um and it was basically more of a coincidence a friend of mine who's a sports teacher you know she told me about crossfit and then said uh, you should try it uh, i think you would really like it and at the time i was kind of looking for a new sport new you know passion in a way to to get into and i was wasn't really sure what it what it was going to be and i dropped into uh, the box that was recommended to me which was uh, crossfit turicum in zürich which is uh, basically still my box i don't train there very much anymore these days i train more at home but uh, i dropped in there um did a couple of uh training rounds and was hooked pretty much from day one and um and the rest is history i guess you know then i um in in yeah so 2012 was basically the start and i think in 2014 was my first kind of debut at regionals with uh on a team um with the, with the crossfit tour team so so uh yeah got my uh Uh, got my first experiences on the competition floor then.
0: So that was the first time that you'd competed in any sport or had you competed in others before?
1: Uh, No, I would say that was the first time I competed in terms of, you know, on a, let's call it broader, more international stage. Um, You know, previously I've always done lots of different sports and, you know, yes, I competed in, in, you know, cross country skiing, but I wouldn't call that, you know, on a, on a very high level, more on a, you know, as a hobbyist or enthusiast, so to speak. Um, I played basketball for a long time. Um, and we just spoke about David just before. I think he also has a history in basketball. So, uh, um, and uh, I would say, you know, I, I played basketball because of my height. I'm, uh, or not, um, I was actually a point guard, but I really enjoyed playing basketball. So that was kind of my sport for for a long time. And I competed there um, kind of on, you know, Swiss national levels, um, but i would say um crossfit is probably the sport uh, that i've had most success in <laughs> the i mean
0: the the background that you have in basketball and cross country cross country skiing would have made you a good at endurance events and also i guess very good at explosive events yes the yeah, combination no, I mean, of both of those is an interesting mix huh
1: yes no i i guess uh it play or maybe those um you know sports to some extent play to my strengths and um and in crossfit it all kind of comes together um and yeah i you know i think it was uh it was a it was a great coincidence um that it all that it all kind of happened for me in in, in this sport
0: how in your first days of crossfit did you just become obsessed like the rest of us became obsessed or was it something you just felt like supernaturally just fitted in?
1: Well, you know, I definitely, you know, drank the Kool-Aid as well. You know, I mean, you get into the community. It's all very exciting. Everybody's uh, um, kind of obsessed with CrossFit. That's uh, for a while. That's kind of all you talk about. Um, and, you know, I probably also, you know, got into that, but I've always kept, let's say, a balance outside of, you know, the sport with uh, many other interests and, um, and obviously work But I was I just enjoyed the training methods that is CrossFit, Um, you know, constantly varied functional movements at high intensity was something that just spoke to me, something that um, I wanted to do on a on a, you know, I first it wasn't on it on a daily basis, but uh, it started out like three, four times a week, but soon it was it was more than that. Um, and so I, <laughs> right. And then obviously d- depending on what your goals are in the sport, um, you need to up the uh, the volume, but I think I was, I probably it's fair to say that I was always an athlete that um, probably trained a little bit less than the others. Um, but I tried to be efficient with my, with my training sessions, uh, with the effort I put in, like every training session is always uh, full effort and, you know, getting in and out of the gym, these kinds of things. Um, so I, and I, uh, only for like preparations for, you know, maybe regionals or games, um, I really started training twice a day. Um, I would like my, my regular training routine, of course, in the beginning, um, was, was less, but then it increased to the extent that I would have maybe four or five days a week where I would train for a good 90 minutes. Um, maybe, you know, getting in and out is more like two hours, but, um, that was kind of my, my rhythm that, um, worked out really well for me because I never, I never had an injury. Um, I never had to sit out. Um, and I think that probably helped a lot, you know, if you can, if you can train over the years and just, you know, progress just a little bit more every day and just get better gradually. Um, um, I think it really helped that I was able to kind of climb to, well, the top of the sport in, in the master's, um, category. So, um, I think longevity is, uh, is 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 important, and giving yourself that recovery and rest that that I always also um, prioritized. You know, whenever I had an ache somewhere, I I really listened to my body and um, mm. and sat out and or sat out or just you know basically toned it down um, with with um, um, with a number of exercises and just focus on other other things. But yeah, that's uh, and and to this day, you know, I've have I haven't been. I haven't been uh, injured, thankfully. Um,
0: wow. So, 10 years. Yeah. And no yeah. injuries. Right. And exactly.
1: And people always like that's the first thing that people say when you tell them that, you know, your sport is CrossFit. They're like, oh, wow, you must have had, you know, this or that. Oh, I tried CrossFit once and I, you know, I don't know, injured my shoulder or my hip or whatnot. And then it's like, so, you know, what's the deal with you? And, you know, um, maybe I've, I've also just been fortunate. I've, 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 you know, I think I've, I've been a good mover. I, I try to also, um, you know, prioritize the uh, sort of the recovery and stretching and that and, and all of that. So I mean, that's that's all really important. But um, but maybe it's also to some extent um, a DNA that uh, that I was blessed with that I'm just not prone to to injuries much. So um, knock on wood, um, I've been very lucky.
0: Do you think as well it's to do with your the fact that you've had to battle? I mean that like even when you uh, had to train hard to prepare for a competition, you've also all this time also been doing a high level job. So you ha- there is a, a limit that you can't go yeah. past because you just don't have the time.
1: Precisely. Well, maybe that saved me, right? It's because um, I used to have. Um, now I have a bit of a different rhythm, it changes. But before I had uh, my son, who is two years old now, um, I used to train really late. Oh, by at- the way,
0: congratulations.
1: Thank you, thank you.
0: That's so nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: um, uh, so before before having the kids, so to speak, I, I used to train really late in the evening. Um, I would come into the gym at maybe you know 8 p.m., 8.30 p.m. after work Um, because I I wasn't able to, you know, get training sessions in um, over lunch. And I wasn't at the time a a morning person. um, So I didn't really do I didn't really like to, you know, exert myself too much in in the morning in terms of sports. So I trained really late at night. I would get out of the gym at, you know, 1030, have dinner at 11, 1130. I mean, completely bonkers. But it was a it was a rhythm that worked really well for me now I'm, the, I'm completely the other, other way around. Um, you know, now I get up really early, kind of around five, five thirty, and now I train in the morning. and um, it's not true that I'm not a morning person. I think in general that's probably not true. It's all about rhythm and routine and, and whatnot. But yes, I think my job basically um, was a big factor, or my you know my profession, I suppose, was a big factor in terms of keeping the um, amount and time of training in check <laughs> in a way right i mean it was never um it was never an option for me to like have two you know big training sessions a day it just um it just doesn't work um, and um and i was always a little bit surprised that it uh it was enough so i i always had doubts right i'm like okay no right i'm going to i'm going for the qualifiers for the games but come on let's be honest <laughs> yeah. um yeah let's be honest right um you know how how much how how good are you really going to be and it's just it's of course it's mindset and and maybe you know the fact that you know no injuries and just you know getting slightly getting better um every day just a little bit um uh, so yeah it's uh, uh i think it's a couple of factors that um that played played a role there
0: I think as well there's like the, the maturity that you're showing like that the patience that you have to have like getting better little by little is something that most of us struggle with isn't it? It's like the constant hope of improvement
1: yeah, or you know you know too quick too fast uh, and and too much right uh, mm. all at once. I think that's something um that you know a lot of people struggle with especially with you know you know this sport and crossfit you know especially you you get into it you want to learn everything you want to get better and then you overdo it um and um so yeah i I do think that's probably a trait of mine that i'm kind of i'm a very organized person you know disciplined and have a long-term view and kind of the things that i do um and and so uh, i think you know that obviously works out well when um when you try to uh, build yourself to a, to, a, um, to a better athlete,
0: can you tell me about how you coped when you were doing international travel and training? Because John, I, ask, I was speaking to John yesterday, he described you as his hero. Oh,
1: no. Please. I know, he really <laughs>
0: did. Because um, he was so impressed with the way that you were managing to um, do both of these things at such a high level. He's I mean, quite, he tells me specifically about something where you had to fly somewhere for a big meeting and came back and hit a big workout as yeah. soon as you got off the plane, that sort of thing.
1: I mean, I don't even remember like the specific episodes, but yes, you know, I had, um, I was traveling, I used to travel a lot for work and um, international travel, New York, Hong Kong, um, London and and it was for short periods maybe for a day maybe for two days maybe for a week and you know you do what you can right i don't beat myself up when when i can't get a workout in um and you know i just i just do you know the best out of the time that i can that i can utilize and that is at my disposal right so when i when i when i traveled i um i always tried to move also on a daily basis right to just get the engine going maybe just have a very simple session, not too, not too heavy then in those cases, because you're dealing with jet lag, you're, you're, you know, you're dealing with all sorts of other stimuli. Um, And, and uh, I mean, I wouldn't say that my, my, my workouts or my training was particularly good while I was traveling. Whenever I was able to, you know, go to a box or something like that, that was close to where I was staying, I would, I would try to do that. But, um, you know, that was, certainly not always possible and and there were those instances where you know I had um maybe I had a business trip and I and I came back and I had to hit an open workout or something like that mm-hmm. so it's like oh here we go you know maybe didn't sleep <laughs> so much or but just you know just give it give it all you got and
0: buckle um, up let's go
1: <laughs> yeah right uh, yeah it's just it's it, it, uh I don't know sometimes I ask myself how it all how it all kind of worked out but um I did
0: what about your eating and your nutrition? I, I'm assuming that you must have kept a close eye on that as well.
1: Uh, no, actually, not really. <laughs> not, not really, to be honest. Like, um, I think in general, you know, like most people, I try to eat healthy most of the time, and you know, I don't count macros, I don't weigh my food, I don't like. I, I, I think I have a good feeling um in terms of you know what i eat and i try to keep a a good balance visually on the plate right um and i eat what i like so i i do like schnitzel and french fries and so i will have that um you know here and then or you know previously quite regularly to be honest um because you know just just fuel your body eat enough i think you know that was something that i paid attention to just eat plenty eat enough and, uh, and try to keep it, um, you know, sensible and, and, and balanced. But I was, I was never super disciplined about my diet. Um, and, you know, maybe I would say three, four years ago, I started intermittent fasting. And it's not because, it's actually not because I'm like super uh, 100% convinced that this is absolutely the way to go because there's different philosophies uh, around, mm-hmm. around this, but it works really well for me because I've never been hungry in the mornings and it was always a stress factor for me to have breakfast, right? Like, you know, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Uh, for me, it was always kind of a bit of a a stress to, you know, then eat something because I don't, you know, I wouldn't feel like eating. And so, um, since I've, since I've been doing it, since I've been kind of, you know, intermittent fasting, um, I've been saving time. Um, I feel really good in the morning. I feel focused. Also, when I I train in the morning, you know, these days, um, I can really I can you know I can really mobilize my my body even though it's it's not fueled. Um, and so I think that's very individual. And so that that works out well for me. Um, and I also don't do it to obviously to like lose weight or or or, or anything else. Um, I would just you know then have nowadays two large meals. You know, very big lunch and a big dinner usually maybe something, um, in between, uh, try to stick with some, some healthy foods. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like overall, I would say I have a very, in many, in many areas, I have a common sense approach to, to, to diet, um, and it's been working so far. So, (laughs) uh, so I guess there's not much that, uh, that I want to change about that.
0: I do know that you you're, you you have a specific pre-competition drink.
1: <laughs> do I? Maybe I used to. Um a pre uh, well t- tell me tell me more about that. Maybe um, John
0: says it's beer.
1: Oh wow, yes. Right, right. <laughs> so that's a secret What's that that, <laughs> uh, that I didn't want to get into. Um yeah, so that I mean I guess my diet also includes having, you know, maybe a drink here and there. Um I'm not a big drinker, but yes, I do. I do like to have nice beer or, um, I guess, you know, now as a father, you're very responsible, uh, uh, drink less, but, uh, right. To be fair. Um, I've had, uh, I've had my fair share of, um, you know, fun in terms of drinking as well. And it, it's, um, it didn't, it didn't pull me back in terms of my, um, in terms of my, uh, performance, uh, or maybe, or maybe, or maybe it did maybe, um,
0: Maybe you'd be maybe I should have tree. been
1: maybe I should have been better than that. So, but you know, everybody has their faults. Nobody's perfect. Um,
0: oh no, but, I don't find it a fault. I no, no, it but, funny.
1: <laughs> no, 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 abs- no, absolutely, But I do think actually it's it's probably a factor that um, you know maybe in the long term ways positively because I don't um, you know sacrifice you know so many things for you know for 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 just doing for being at the top of the sport. And I know you know if you if you really want to be at the at the pinnacle of the sport you do have to sacrifice I had my fair share of sacrifices but it's not that I would give up you know everything and anything just to do that because CrossFit like I said you know and the sport is it's a very important part of my life but it's just it's just one piece of the puzzle that Mm. that I maintain right.
0: Talk to me about um, what it was like competing um, at the CrossFit Games what did it feel like when you were there?
1: Well, I think um my very fond memories. It was it was amazing. I mean it's like it's a dream come true when you're able to uh compete at the games. Um when you when you you know when you like CrossFit and doing it, I think it's very special. Uh it was um it was it was beautiful it was a beautiful moment. I remember the first time I I qualified for for the CrossFit games. Um I almost didn't believe it. I think I had to check the leaderboard the entire day. Um, every 5 seconds and that just felt amazing and and then being there experiencing it um you know being on the competition floor and kind of rubbing shoulders with you know all the all the you know names that you know from uh from social media from sort of you know youtube and and the sport in general um it was it was great and i I had a great support team with me, you know, my wife and uh and obviously John was there and also my 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 coach from CrossFit Turingum and and it's just um it was um it was a really really nice um experience all around um competing and also feeling the um the support from from the people that that got you there and the gratitude and so I have I have really fond memories of those two times that I, that I was there, even though, you know, it's grueling when you go through it. <laughs> That's true.
0: But I think as well, it's like, there's the, the actual, the, the feeling of being in amongst your peers is the must may, it must be so satisfying to finally like reach your goal. So, I mean, I, only a handful of people really get to experience that. So it's a once in a, well, twice in a lifetime experience for you. Is your, right. are you aiming to get back there at any point in the next years?
1: You know, I always have an eye on it. Um, um, right now, uh, I think my training regimen is, is quite minimal. You know, I basically like right now I train to maintain my fitness, um, maintain performance. And I always try to do the open, uh, you know, last year I wasn't able to do it um, because of, you know, complications around lockdown and 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 me training at home mostly and not being able to kind of go to the gym. So training in my home gym obviously didn't cut it to to do all the workouts for um, for the open. But this year um, I did it again and, and just to see kind of where I stand. So I think um, I'm still kind of eligible. I think I'm I kind of qualified there in the in the top uh, 50 around there um for for this year's open i always have an eye on going back to the games um, this year though with everything that's happening at work um, i decided it would not be uh it would not be very sensible to uh make uh make make a move on that but um and so you know so therefore I've also decided that I don't have the time to put into um, the quarterfinals, the semifinals, and then really, and then going to the games, because it's, um, I mean, I don't have to tell people here listening to this podcast. It's a massive commitment when, Mm -hmm. when you sign up for something like that, you know, all the training that goes into it. And then also all the kind of vacation days that you, that you take um, and, and you, uh, and you use for it where, you know, you also have, you have a family, you have sort of, you know, um, um other priorities. And so I've really prioritized CrossFit for 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 a long time. Um, but new elements have shown up in, in life that um are more important, actually way more important. And look, my yeah. my thing is if I can if I can stay healthy and fit, um I could, you know, I think I can attack any year, right? And if it's now in the 40s category, whether it's in the 45 or, you know, God knows if I'm still doing it. 50 plus. I hope I'm. I hope I will. Mm. I think. I think um, that will always be there, and um, and and uh, I wouldn't rule it out. Like I wouldn't rule it out in any year, but but this year is going to be really tough, given circumstances. What, yeah.
0: What's it, given your experiences of getting to the games? What would be your advice to other ambitious masters who have got their eye on making it?
1: Well, I mean, there's no, there's no silver bullet. Um, I think the recipes are quite clear. Um, you know, you have to, you, you really have to commit to it, um, physically and mentally, uh, and, and put in the work. Um, so, you know, getting that into your daily routine, having a good training plan that you follow that uh, really helps you, um, with, um, with obviously with your goals and um and also making sure that you have kind of the buy-in and the support from your um, you know from your loved ones and the people that are close to you um, I think that's I think that's really important. It, it all kind of comes together and and you know and then you know head down and um, you know work on your weaknesses and and um, and really put in put in the time as much as you can, right um, and again, I was able to put in maybe 90 minutes a day, um, for four days a week. And, you know, what I'm saying is it's possible if you, if you have a limited amount of time, you can actually do it. If you're committed and you're focused and you know what you're doing and you have a great support system, that's, I guess that's what I would tell people. Um, but there's, yeah, it's like, it's definitely not, uh, it's definitely not an easy one.
0: Mm. Your coach, um, all this time has been the thing that has been the program. So, and they've just released a master's track for, for guys like you. So I just saw that
1: actually yesterday. Yes. Right.
0: Yeah, so you it, it might have some competition coming, Greg.
1: <laughs> right? Yes. No, absolutely. Bring them on. Uh, more yeah. competition, more fun.
0: <laughs> but I think probably the like the the things that you guys have learned about how you how you train and how you respond to training has been put into that program as well. So it's a you're a great example of someone who's set set his mind on something and just slowly chipped away. Chipped, yeah. Chip. 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 chip.
1: I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's absolutely it. Just uh, just stay on it, right? And then everybody says, I mean, enjoy the process. That's the most important mm. thing. Don't stress yourself out. Do what you can. Do the best. Um, but you have to be relentless. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Well, thank you very much for that. I, um, I hope to see you again in Majorca at some point. It's yes. not such great weather today. The weather has been lousy recently. But come when it, if you come over, maybe you'll bring sunshine.
1: That would be wonderful. Bring, yes, bring, no, your, I, bring
0: your baby and uh, put yes, it on the beach.
1: Indeed. No, no, no. I'm due to uh, come to Mallorca. Um, it's, it's high on the list. Um, but I uh, don't know if we'll be able to make it this year, but very soon, hopefully. <laughs>
0: Please do come. It would be lovely to see you again.
1: Yes. Great.
0: Thanks so much for the chat, Greg. If you are interested in the Masters programming, then visit the programme's website for more information. Next up on the podcast, I have a chat with Katerina Izelli. Her story will blow your mind. So sit tight and keep subscribed to Europe Is Coming. Until next time, thanks for listening and bye-bye.
1: Don't miss the next episode. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts. Europe Is Coming is a programme production and hosted by Vicky MacLeod.